Good morning and welcome to the Australian Market Briefing Podcast for Monday the 6th of April 2020. So we've got a few things going on this week. Basically, uh, oil will be in the spotlight. We are hopefully having an OPEC Plus meeting on Tuesday um, and we'll be looking at how the virus is trending as well with possible talk about how we exit out of these containment strategies. Stocks on Friday were down about 1.1% in the US, down about 1% in Europe, and here in Australia, the ASX was down about 1.5%, although it was up about 5% over the week. US dollar was down 1.4% on the DXY on Friday, the pound and Aussie dollar were both down about 1%, and the euro was down about half a percent. Oil was up 14% on Friday. Um, There is an OPEC Plus meeting tentatively scheduled for Thursday, uh, and Norway has uh, indicated that they'll be willing to cut outputs for the first time since 2002. The Canadian province of Alberta is also looking to dial into the meeting. This meeting is important as an output uh, reduction is uh, hoped to shore up the oil price and US and Canada are of course uh, very much hoping that will happen. Uh, They have indicated that they are willing to impose tariffs on Saudi and Russian oil imports unless a deal is reached. Of course that is to protect their local oil industry. Oil demand is rumored to have fallen about 30% though so as well as a current current supply cut agreements there is also probably a need for a future agreement uh, on a supply cut we'll have to wait and see if that happens on friday we got non-farm payrolls for the u.s uh, the numbers were that they were down seven hundred thousand, um again as against one hundred thousand expected obviously the headlines were saying jobless claims have risen 10 million uh, over the last two weeks and they're expecting another five million this week um, so that is obviously a big disparity, 700,000 versus 10 million. But it appears that that disparity comes from the fact that the non-farm payroll status collected a little bit earlier in the month. And so it didn't really collect that current data. And that's what we're seeing all over the economy right now, that the effects of this coronavirus hasn't really been collected in a lot of these e- economic data that we're seeing because they're collected a little bit earlier and they take a little bit of time to process and this thing is moving so fast. For example, the non-manufacturing ISM in the US is over 50 for March, indicating that it is expanding. Uh, but again, this there is some delay there and there's also some idiosyncrasies in how that is calculated. Uh, and it may actually, the way this virus has impacted the economy may cause that to rise briefly before falling again. Moody's has a weekly measure of economic activity, which has uh, indicating that economic activity has fallen about 30% year on year. But we'll have to wait a little bit to see exactly how that uh, has affected things. Uh, China came out on the weekend indicating that the GDP in China fell about 10% over the first quarter, um, and they'll be basically flat for the year. Uh, The Fed has said that no more stimulus is needed, but that the execution of the stimulus is the vital part in combating the economic impact from this virus. And we're seeing that around the world, uh, obviously, 
just giving people money isn't going to do a whole lot if there's nowhere to go out and spend that money. In terms of the virus, we are seeing indications that we're reaching a peak. Uh, what we're seeing is that an indication is that about two uh, two weeks or about 15 to 30 days maybe after social distancing measures are enacted, we'll see a peak in the virus. We do appear to be seeing that in Italy uh, where they have seen reducing growth in the number of deaths every day um, and we're definitely seeing a reduce, reduction in the growth of the infections here in Australia down uh, below 5% a day. Social distancing appears to have been the correct way of stopping the virus, although reports coming out of China are saying that they're fearing the beginning of a second wave. So that raises the question of how we return back to normal life uh, and how quickly these social distancing measures can be uh, lifted and people can get back to work. Uh, there is hope that Wuhan might be able to open up later this week and the indications are that it's going to be largely down to testing uh, to see how quickly we can move back to normal life. The Fed has uh, said over the weekend that they will be scaling back their QE and they will only be buying $50 billion worth of treasuries uh, every day. It appears that their control of the yield curve has worked very well, so they're able to scale that back a little bit. European finance ministers meet on Tuesday with a possible European bond issue on the table, which will be uh, very interesting to watch. And the alternative, of course, is uh, austerity measures through the current European uh, infrastructure. Uh, Boris Johnson has been admitted to hospital 10 days after testing positive for coronavirus, so our thoughts go out to him. Um, And locally, we have uh, tomorrow an RBA meeting, although that's probably less significant than it has been in previous months. So that's all we have for this morning. Thank you for listening. I'll be back at about midday for a check-in. Hey guys, thank you for listening to that episode of Australian Market Briefing. Just thought I'd let you know about the other podcasts I do, which is called Business As Usual. I do it with my friend Matt Brewis from the Millennial Investor YouTube channel, and we get together every week and have a discussion about what is going on in the markets in a bit of a longer form than I do on this podcast. And we also have some discussions about how we like to act on the information and news that happens. So be sure to check us out. You'll find it on any podcasting platform. Just search for business as usual. Our thumbnail is a little blue square and it has a city silhouette in the background. Thank you.